If you want unity, you guys have to admit that you sent a fucking charlatan to the White House who was terrible at being president. He was always terrible. And that is that. I'm sorry. There is no common ground there. There is no maybe Trump was good. He wasn't. And he's trying to steal the election right now. That is not cool. It is not cool. It is not the foundation for any kind of communication between us. And again, I think that, and again, this part comes down to the, I'm not going to want to go back to cancel culture, but. The reason I think that we take cancel culture so seriously on all sides right now is because the dude at the top can never be the bigger person. Darwin. You're gonna say, oh wow, Darwin's trolling me because Darwin, we should be deserved to be defended. Do you not believe in the idea of GDP and aggregate demand? Yes, you are a hundred percent wrong here. I know you don't like I'm it. Telling you, I'm telling you to start thinking about reality and not what you want to be true. <laughs> Hey everyone, welcome to Lofty Darwinism, the uh, first Lofty Darwinism of the uh, president-elect uh, Joseph Robinette Biden administration, regardless of what uh, the senior uh, in the White House thinks about the election results or wants to think. And again, I don't think the news is discussing that like this seems like the motivated reasoning of a person who doesn't want to go to prison. And has known that that's been a possibility once he's not president for a while. So maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly whetting my appetite for him to go to prison the more he tries to steal this election and gin up some conspiracy theory. Even if he's just doing it for a TV show, it's still... A monumental affront that to our democracy. <laughs> you know, it's like, like what like, you yeah. what what don't you like about ISIS or like Al Qaeda? Like these these organizations that we've designated as terrorist organizations, I'm starting to hear very similar rhetoric and very similarly outlandish, bizarre hating of the other side coming from Trump world. And it's weird. I mean, did you see like what Steve Bannon said? Oh, yeah, about, like, uh, you know, like he got kicked off Twitter for that. I, I can't remember. It was pretty violent. I've tried to block it since then. I mean, yeah, he said, let's put the heads of of Anthony Fauci and uh, Christopher Ray, the FBI guy, hey, on a pipe outside of the White House. And he said this after a week before suggesting that the United States government should nationalize Twitter. They should go in and arrest all the heads of Twitter. So... I mean, what else am I to think from those ideas other than fascism, you know? And, of course, I think it's all going for a show, but these are extremely toxic ideas to be playing with. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's dumb fascism. Not, maybe fascism was never smart fascism, but, like, this is, like, I don't know, man. Like, it's hard enough to win elections fair. He didn't think that one was fair when he won it. I mean... It's it's so bizarre, but it's so predictable. He's been saying he was gonna do this, mm-hmm. and we don't we keep not believing that believing him when he says he's gonna do things. I mean, because he doesn't do them all. Because like we should believe him when he says he's gonna do things that just take a narcissist's ability to be petulant to achieve. Mm-hmm. If, the, if that is if that is what he's threatening, fuck, he will pull through on that every time. And even like think about like so so I mean this is happening so rapidly, but like okay, so what's today? It's the nineteenth. Is that correct? Um, uh, yes. Okay, so like as of the nineteenth, like just today, a suit in Arizona was thrown out. A suit in Pennsylvania was thrown out. A suit in Georgia was throw out, thrown out. He has not won a single court case. The only one they had won was a judge saying that you can't count the late arriving ballots in Pennsylvania, which immediately got overturned by the Pennsylvania Supreme Court. So he's won zero court cases well, as Dar- of this moment. Darwin, 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 that's just because liberals have a giant conspiracy to screw him over in the courts yeah. because I mean, we're goddamn, so confident. Hugo Chavez is hacking our election from the grave. That's what but, he's. That's what he is alleging is that like, a, a man it's, who it's died Schrodinger's, in 2013, funded additionally by George Soros, the Clintons, and the Bidens, are all together funding this massive vote stealing scheme. That what? 
hands the presidency to him but keeps the Senate in the Republican hands. I mean, the the nerve. The ner- <laughs> right. Here's the thing, Darwin. I've come to the point where if that were true, they deserve to win. They deserve the power. They're so competent that, like, we have no choice but to listen to them. Like, that's the thing is, like... Hillary Clinton can't be as competent a criminal as they could use her being. And also be like as terrible. Like it's just like it's like no 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 like it you can't be Schrodinger's Democrat, I, right? I, You're both the dumbest person do, ever. Do you watch that like Tucker Carlson video that I sent to you? Uh, which one? Oh, yeah, I, I saw it. I read it. I didn't watch it yet. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, like, once you've lost Tucker Carlson, I feel like you've lost the game. And, you know, like, that man goes full in on conspiracy theories. And he said, we asked her for any evidence. She's talking about uh, what's, 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 the, what's his lawyer? What's that crazy lawyer that he's got right now? Uh, um, Giuliani? Or the girl, the lady, the, the the one that's even crazier than Giuliani, like yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, uh, yeah. So he he re- he was like, we reached out to her and asked her for any evidence of this scheme, and she got mad at us. And that is where things stand, where Tucker Carlson is begging you to show the evidence that you have as certification of these votes are pending tomorrow with Georgia. You've got the evidence of a multi-international conspiracy theory from a dead guy from like who's been dead for seven years – and you you have that evidence, and you're not giving it to Tucker fucking Carlson. Carlson, like, I mean, how well, much there, lower well, are, are we I, I, gonna I, sink? I, 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 here's the thing: <laughs> I would give Tucker Carlson a shred of credit if people hadn't started floating in his name for 2024 in the last week, <laughs> and if they, and if by doing so they hadn't stroked his ego enough that he might strike down the king. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> but, yeah, you're right. Like, this is his moment to to actually usurp here's Trumpism. The thing. I mean, Carlson he's put in the white so nationalism much smarter than I know. Anybody. Right? Like, like, I don't think he should be president. I don't think he's a good person. I think I'm actually oddly enough way closer to him on economics now. Uh, where he is now. Sure, right. You know, I mean, he 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 is an actual America first but, guy. But, but, I mean, like, he yeah. believes in it, isolationism he, and uh, on some where some level of welfare. Right. State he's, he's literally for American he just cribbed two thousand four Elizabeth Warren, and like it's it's <laughs> yeah. very it's I, I appreciate it because it was true then. It's well, true look, now. Matt, what I what I want to do because we had a bit of a conversation earlier about kind of like what's going on, but I I I think it's worth. Having a bit of a rundown, just assuming that Trump loses, I mean, he's lost, but assuming that this all just unfolds naturally from here and Biden's okay. sworn in and everything like that. Like, I, okay, let's, let's, I think we need to t- have a deep conversation about what it means to be conservative in the modern era, right? It is a clear, it's a it's a philosophy that I think a lot of people are not quite grasping, including myself. But I think I understand it a little, and I think you understand it a little. And I think that we it's worth just like, what can you say about Trumpism at this point, other than it's ridiculous? But if you get to the kernel of what they're advocating, what seventy five million people voted for, what I'm telling you is. What I think it is, and this is it was true, it was the truest line of 2016, and it's still true now about this same basic problem. It's from the church lady, and the church lady on SNL, played by Nina Carvey, said, "We got two people running in this race: a godless liberal Democrat and Hillary Clinton." Right, and <laughs> when you look at it, he cribbed a lot of the language of like. Dem- anti-trade Democrats of the '80s and before, which was kind of xenophobic, very like pro, and, like because the unions mm-hmm. were left behind by them, um, but he had left them behind. Like, it, there's a bunch of stuff like that that he did, and like, and yet he didn't have the follow through. He attached himself to this like weird. It exposes the Republican Party for what it truly is, which is just a power base. Right. There's no ideology there. 
they're going to claim mm-hmm. like libertarianism when it suits them. They're going to claim conservatism when it suits them. But when it comes down to power, it is just tax cuts. Like it is in the, you know what, honestly, now as I've come to realize it, it was my MMT belief. If we're going to sell federal bonds like that, I'm, I'm for, I'm for more tax cuts. Um, because there's just two ways of going about this. Um, but, but, but that's what the Republican party is about. It is about power for itself and Mm -hmm. tax cuts. Right. And I, I agree completely that it is about power for itself in a way that is actually – I think you can say that is ideological because when you look at the Constitution and the Bill of Rights, that is in many ways a description of power for the individual, right? You know, And I, I think that – what is happening right now? And I, you know, you told me earlier you wanted me to stop like going on and on about cancel culture, which I think has a large role in what's happening right now. But I also think that there's another critique that I understood that I have not mentioned quite so much because I didn't really want to force this issue. But now that the election is over, here is what I believe about Trumpism that I've deliberately not said. But I think was obvious to me and probably to you, but let's put it into words. They really don't care about democracy right now nearly as much as they care about guns for a reason. And the, the, the modern conservative movement as I see it has developed a take it or leave it approach with democracy Itself, And I think that's what you're seeing right now with so many people wrapping themselves around Trump as he flagrantly says what I think most of them probably know is false insofar as he says the election was stolen from me. Because I think for a lot of these people, what they're concerned about directly is – People actually taking their rights away. They don't care about the mechanism of how it happens. And so when you have cancel culture, but much more directly and importantly, the COVID lockdowns right now, you're seeing one group of people, the Democrats, as directly attempting to control you. And even if it happens through a democratic means, it is not a social compact that you're willing to buy into anymore at this point. That is why I have been so terrifyingly frightened of Trumpism was because I feel like I saw where this was headed is there's this power grab right now. Oh, well, and I'm going to okay, so won't. They probably won't get right. it, but Can that I, is the foundation I need, I need for yell, the movement going forward. I, I need to yell at Darwin for being right. At this moment, but for being so <laughs> stupid on his timing, because what I was trying to tell you was that the idea of cancel culture was by being used as a weapon, true or false, by a bunch of godless assholes to get us here. And if, and if you had approached the Second Amendment problem, which is also true, with the kind of good faith rhetoric that you just that, approached. That, I wouldn't even say that. If you just approached it with the good faith rhetoric from before the election about they prefer democracy, they don't care about democracy, they care about like power and that's like that should have been your critique before the election, the thing you weren't voicing. And the shit you were harping about was being used by godless assholes to further their cause. And that was my problem with what you were saying the whole time. And like, I, I hear you, Darwin. Uh, but like that was like fundamentally, you're not wrong. You're completely correct. That's what that's what they're about. Uh, but that needed to be addressed before the election. Instead, you gave a bunch of faithless motherfuckers who don't care about democracy a bunch of comfort in their cancel culture beliefs, and that's my problem. Well, but cancel culture is no. real, and that I think I mean, is it's not the, a the, real problem the, in the sense that like it doesn't. It's a real thing to complain about. It's not a real threat to our democracy. I think it well no. I, I I think it is because here's here here's the thing and 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 
I, I find it extremely difficult to engage in politics generally such that I tailor my emotions to the emotions of the people who are going to take the worst aspect of what I say and twist it to, to suit their means. I can really only describe ideas and I'm not going to shut up about an idea just because I believe it's going to be used as an arrow well, why the you shut up about the of second someone one? with bad why, intentions. You said you didn't speak the second one. Why did you not talk about the second one before the election? Because I do not want to contribute to the notion that we're moving away from democracy as, as, a, as a potential good idea, right? Because I feel as though that was something that in the heat of the moment, people could kind of not game plan that out. And, and, and what I believe the project here is, Matt, is to say that, first of all, we will push back against cancel culture because that is an attempt to control you and we are not going to stand for that. And second of all, to say whatever your belief about this thing is, first of all, it's partially false because a lot of what you believe is also throwing people in prison for drugs and things like that, which itself is kind of a complete bastardization of your own sense of liberty. Nevertheless, putting all that aside, we are in a state where like, okay, we're being asked, do you understand Trump supporters? But I, I don't see a lot of people asking Trump supporters, do you ask do you understand the people on the coasts? Because that is also an important question, and I'm not seeing a good faith effort to, to, to see that. And if your view is we're just going to go out guns blazing before we let cancel culture reach our shores, I would say to you, you are gravely mistaken. First of all, if there was a civil war, push come to shove, I would certainly put my money on the liberals. I mean, I know they don't have as many guns, but they've got all of culture tech money and everything else. I would definitely put my money on them in just like a, a brawl on fight. And second of all, you're misinterpreting a lot of this. And a lot of people are being spun into virtual versions of themselves that is a product of social right. media. And we I'm, have to and pry which, ourselves away from social media. And I'm telling like, you that, or at like, least as that the model. The, the cancel culture and the way you framed and used cancel culture was chummed to that beast of how we got here in a way that you didn't want to acknowledge. Because the truth is, like, it needs to be dealt with, but the people who were complaining about it are also the people who want to take but away I democracy. Did acknowledge it. I, they want to I take away democracy it. by using cancel before, culture. But as like, be, they want to complain about getting canceled so then they can cancel democracy. That's the people you were projecting, and that's the problem. But this is, th this, these are both problems. They are, these are both problems, and I mentioned this before in the lead up to the election. I said, "Look, they are hiding behind the 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 real critique of cancel culture with a fake version of it." That is what I said in the lead up to it, and I I I don't believe you when you say that denying reality as a way to gaslight conservatives into assuming that something that is obviously re is real is not real is the proper it's approach. Not real in the way, it, it's not real in the way they believe it's real. Why would you agree to their framing of it? Are there, are there people on college campuses who do not want people to speak there? Yeah. Does that mean they control our culture? No. Why are you giving college students fucking primacy? Well, here's, here's, here is, I feel like, the kernel of it is that your belief that they don't, under, they don't control culture is, I think, missing kind of the big point here, which is this is in many ways about actual media. And this is what – like people believe, I think, in the Trump world that they are fundamentally at war with the media which means that if they're only seeing what Trump is saying and then they're showing seeing that all the elites that they dislike are getting roasted and getting pissed off about this thing, I think for them that's like, okay, that's that's a bit of a win. But You're the, validating that not, does not explaining and that's a problem. But 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 here's my problem. The media does have a lot to answer for, and there is no What's way to media? ignore that. We well, sure, right? Like it's abstract and and you know the separate. But but second of all, like I just don't see how. Like first of all, this problem is not going away. We still have a problem with the media, even though we've just you know like dispatched the bigger problem in Trump. But we do have an obligation to assume, to see how much conservatives' lives are being completely like invaded by a, a a sense of culture driven by people who live on the coast in media institutions that is truly attacking 
them almost daily drip, drip, drip. Like Bill Maher did a great monologue on this and Joe Rogan shared it and a ton of people in the conservative circle shared that monologue. This is something that they say is important and I, I don't understand why you would want to just deny that reality as a way around this. It just, it, it, it's, it's not, I like you're not just denying supplying your reality. own lies. I think to label it cancel culture as opposed to explaining it as a bunch of college students and social media as a problem, as opposed to feeding it as like, these people in Antifa are eventually the totalitarian state, which is just not gonna happen. Like the actual people in power are going to be the totalitarian state. And when they're complaining about college students and Antifa, they're doing that as a way to keep power and further fascism. And like they then told you they were going to, like Trump is, deny the election. Now, some of them are conscious and smart and some of them are very stupid like Trump, but all of it was, all of it was very planned out. And is there a problem with cancel culture in a world where people actually get canceled and lose their jobs and can't get back as opposed to they feel uncomfortable and go to Substack? Yes. But like, that's the thing. So, okay. So is it still your current opinion that cancel culture isn't real? I think it's, I think it's overblown at best. Well, there you go. I think that is part of the reason that 75 million people voted for Donald Trump is, is like if we can't even share in their reality, then why should they share in ours, even if they are at different levels of stakes? Like, I understand that they did believe – I think they spun it into a real problem for them. Yeah. Like I believe that like it's – like that they've – that it's been spun into a major problem. But do I think it is a major problem to our democracy? No. And do I think the way people are using it and the way you were being fed it, like I, I see it as like this version of we're going to complain about the communists as the fascists come to power, which is also part of the game plan too. Like, but that 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 sometimes does break in the favor of communists in a way that frequently is also pretty bad. I mean that you there you are don't communists in this situation. Extremes. Like there really aren't like I mean, your brother's not freaking running for office, dude. And he's not a communist leftist. And like, again, we could get in all the shades of the differences, but here's the, the other truth is, and this was something I was lamenting is Darwin. When we went to, when we grew up, when we went to high school, there was deep analytical conservative policy thought that we read in journals that was thought through. I don't know where that is now to show people. And I think that that's the like that's a big problem. Well, right. well because because it, this is a truly you know like it's a I mean I feel like it's a lot of it is kind of propaganda driven but whatever this is a grassroots movement and it's a rejection of formalism and it's a rejection of pretty much anybody who isn't loyal and 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 that I think has been the thing that Trump Trump. Trump dominates culture, and I think that is the thing that they're most afraid of losing. More than him, you know, like running the greatest economy or whatever that – like I don't think they give a shit about that. I think what they care about is that the media is forced to chase after this charlatan day after day after day, which means they're not – Writing as many articles about anti-racism or about how whiteness is the root of all evil or about oh, how okay, all men are sexual so predators or this. about um, you know like now, now I think that this is something and I and, and that this we should get to this on a third level. I think that while cancel culture is a okay, we have been fighting the battle of racism incorrectly in America. The left has been framing it incorrectly, and it has been because it needs to like it we. We've made people believe that the problem is there's a bunch of people who are just very consciously racist, who are just like out there. Like the people who were trying to change their minds, they believe that what we see is a bunch of conscious racists who hate other races. And the truth is in America, racial egalitarianism is incredibly high value on all sides. Now, is it always stuck up to? Do we know? But like, do we believe it in our, do we believe it as one of those things that when we consciously come across a problem with it, we hate and abhor now? Yes. We have not done the internal work to, to, to be there yet, but we are there. So what the way the dog whistles are working are to take legitimate fears, right? That are, you know, that can be racially motivated and then tie them to critiques of a system that has racial legacies that are problematic, right? And so when we're telling you like, in the left, like there are, you know, there's systemic racism and all that and it made everyone believe, and there were liberals who were bad with their language as well and probably actually believe this, that maybe every single Donald Trump supporter is a fucking deep down racist 
They've been, they've been trained themselves that that's true. And if they believe that, they're stupid. Because most Donald Trump supporters are not deep down racist. They are unconscious, like, victims of a lot of history. But one thing that most of them truly believe is that, like, race, in racial equality, they just don't believe they're not contributing to that. Well, they're, they're skeptical of government. And I, I feel as though they are also hopping mad on a lot of humiliation-themed rhetoric that is extremely alpha in nature. And, and, and th- this was ultimately my view. I, I came away with the sense of we're not going to beat this with ideas because fundamentally what you're fighting is a feeling. You know, and I acknowledged the underlying reality uh, that that was that was in part contributing to that feeling. I like I you had a different take that maybe I was giving them too much. There's possibilities that either of us are right, but but the truth is we were fighting emotions and I think especially when you have a, a, a high litmus loyalty test where literally the own government of Donald Trump said this was the most secure election ever and immediately got fired. Darwin. D- uh, Mike, Mike DeWine of Ohio said congratulations Joe Biden and Trump tweeted you're going to get primaried. There's, there's a high loyalty stake in this and, and Trump is this black hole of needing more and more validation and that's, that's working its way all the way down the chain. You're, Everybody you're right, has to Darwin, demonstrate that they're loyal or they're out. But we're always, and they're out. You, and you have to this just fight that with some level. Like The difference is like we're always fighting on emotions. It was always emotions. It's just that like the intelligentsia of America has made like an emotional commitment to what they believe is like a set of facts, right? And I believe it was true, like, like to science, right? To like a set of ethos, to like, like if we all believe in the same thing, that's how they act. And like he has no regard for any of that. Like he doesn't care about any of those things. And like if we sit in like there, and there's a lot of bullshit to it, right? Like it's it just is. But it's- yeah, there is a lot of bullshit. And I also think that like like they asked for this fight. Do I feel immense empathy and sympathy for a lot of the very real problems that have plagued Trump America? Yeah. In particular, the opioid crisis, which has gotten worse under Trump, as well as the recession that he caused with his response to COVID, and the larger degree to which he's just profited off of government while telling the supporters that he was doing all kinds of things that he wasn't doing. Do I feel sympathy for them? Yes. But the truth is, you guys chose fight. That was what you chose. And I don't want to fight you, but I am not going to be suckered into believing that you're not going to pull this shit again and again and again until we stand up and fucking call you out. And that is, I feel like, what is needed right now. If you want unity, you guys have to admit that you sent a fucking charlatan to the White House who was terrible at being president, he was always terrible, and that is that. I'm sorry. There is no common ground there. There is no maybe Trump was good. He wasn't, and he's trying to steal the election right now. That is not cool. It is not cool. It is not the foundation for any kind of communication between us. Right, and again, I think that, and again, this part comes down to the, I'm not going to, don't want to go back to cancel cancel culture, but the reason I think that we take cancel culture so seriously on all sides right now is because the dude at the top can never be the bigger person. And like, when the person at the top of the society is never able to take the the sacrifice for the rest of us, right? Which is what they're supposed to, like, that's Christianity, guys. It's actually the point of it, is, like, you are supposed to sacrifice for the the greater good to whatever extent that that is. Like, the whole point of, of Christ on the cross is, like, is he his death was for the greater good as an example. Like, and if you, like, but, like, And so when you look at cancel culture, like from the top down on both sides, and it's a cycle that goes both ways, right? Left to right, you know, like there's no one to release the fucking steam. There's no one to release the pressure. And like, that's why I don't care about cancel culture right now, because it's like, you're not going to solve it until like, there's an ethos of being okay with being at rest because there isn't. And like, that's the thing is like um, until there's or, or at least 
just being being at more We're risk. We're okay like, with the un- know, yeah, like, I, with, I, a sta- with 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 a stasis. Like, it, I believe a little bit of partisanship is healthy, yes. right? Like, I, you know, yes, guys yes, like, yes. Well, what are you gonna say if I like start critiquing Biden now? I'm like, go for please it. Do it. Please do it. Please, it's fine. Like, we politicians are there for us to rain shit down upon, and they're supposed to take it right. because we're. We're getting a lot of our, ex, our, our our excess energy and angst out onto this person who's really just dealing with a lot of their own issues. Right. And e- even to its own limited level, that was true of Trump. It's just that Trump was also inserting himself into culture directly to start right. fights, and which is, is was the worst possible person to have at a time when we're all rapidly experiencing each other through devices – where the potential to manipulate us was obviously leveraged by Russia in the 2016 election and, by the way, almost certainly was probably done again this election. Like, although at this point you guys are so crazy that they don't even have to – like, they don't even have to go in and and do anything. You guys have become the crazy bot versions of what they were pretending to be in 2016. Like – it, the idea that Russian collusion was put to rest in any way, shape, or form, like, did you not hear him say, Russia, please hack our election? Like, the guy leveraged every fucking angle he could, including right now, to stay in power, to hold on to power, to divide us. It was always manipulative, and it was just, and it's still going on. Nothing has changed. Nothing has been refuted. Like, the whole critique of Trump was as true from day one as it is now. In fact, if anything, it only has grown. I mean, like, I want to scream all the time, but I can't do it anymore. Like the more, like the more report found nothing. I was like, you didn't find fucking nothing. There's so much in there. There's 500 pages of shit. Yeah, and it's it's like it's like it's like literally like they invented their own bullshit story. They're like, well, you guys didn't like accept the results of the 2016 election. Well, yes, Hillary Clinton conceded within 24 hours. You got to go to the White House, and the rest of us bitch that you did it in a fairly unfair way. Well, by the way, losing the popular and vote. And by the way, all I really votes. wanted was you We're to be. We're allowed to feel bad. I really all I wanted was you to take the investigation seriously. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. like take yeah, the fucking Russia problem seriously. Why, why is he firing James Comey immediately after he says he's in, and then go on television and say, well, you know, he was Look, investigating me about Russia. You, so uh, well, you know, and like, maybe it is as simple as this. Maybe he just runs, a, ju- just runs, I think it is. Literally, we're wa- we watch the producers. He runs a loyalty cult. We, he, we, regardless of how intentionally or intentionally criminal he was, he runs a loyalty cult. The thing that I don't think either of us or our democracy and republic can stand is a loyalty cult at the center of the executive. Now, is there a level of yeah. idol worship? And and it, and it seeped into, right. like, look at what happened in Wayne County when they were literally looking at the city of Detroit and deciding... Well, that's all these black voters who who voted for Joe Biden. Maybe let's just not count those. And 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 that was just these two low level Republicans who then uh, reverse course certified it, and then the next day filed affidavits saying they wanted to take back their certification. Like this loyalty cult, like. It's not going to work because it looks like the Georgia Republicans are saying, the Arizona Republicans are saying, the Pennsylvania Republicans are saying, and the closest they seem to be getting is in Michigan. But even that, I still feel like, is a vastly uphill battle. And by the way, if they did overturn that, that would be the biggest fucking story in American history for the past hundred years. People be in the streets. Uh, (laughs) Again, like, also, like, again, you know, it's, yeah, there's just so many things. It's, It's like, there are a lot of problems in America like he exacerbated a lot of them, you know, and like, yeah, our, our, our inner cities having a hell of a time right now. Were they having one during the summer? Yeah. Do I think that Trump did a damn thing to make it better? No. In fact, I think he actively no. made everything worse. Way, like, like if you take, for instance, Wayne County, which by the way, was the one that like contains Detroit, Michigan and the poll workers didn't want to certify for completely bullshit reasons. Trump improved his vote share there. He was the first Republican uh, to hit 30% there, I think, in like since like 80, 80 or something like that. Like, 
And and okay, so so they they rid the vote to get inner city Detroit to go more for Trump than before. Well, this goes back to what I was talking huh? about. Yeah, you're no, 100% correct. 100%, this goes back to what I was talking about before about like the way we messaged on race was incorrect. It was incorrect in the 80s. It's incorrect again now. It like we were basically the whole thing of like there's a the white supremacy as in like an act. It was. If you're telling a bunch of white people or even a bunch of uh, people of, uh, who are not monoliths of color, right? There's tons of types of Latinos, different black people in this world, right? And you either have to stand with, you know, this. They're going to just, they're going to not agree with you. They're going to say, this isn't the fucking and world. They, and there's a, a, there, there's, a, there's a university in Washington, I think, that just, just this week uh, took Asians off the list of people of color. They, 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 so you, you're white slash Asian. Right, because like, why would you, why, you, know, why, no one, you, you don't want to need to feel oppressed. You know what I'm saying? Like, and by the way, I've seen a lot of critiques this year that also took to task light-skinned brown people and said, you know, you don't really qualify because you're light-skinned. So, like, hey, like a lot of the critique on race is getting insane and But it also, and it's about what I think we should accept it. I think we should fight back okay, against no, it. No, 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 okay. Sometimes the way to fight against things is to not highlight them because some arguments just need to happen and die in the dark. And I feel like part of what we did with the cancel culture stuff was there's a lot of people who really needed these stories to be the highlight of the news. And that then became the highlight of the news and it kept expanding and building on itself to where it was both truth and fiction and nonsense. Okay, I think maybe maybe this can help illuminate why I disagree with that in, in with what you just said. Okay. I, because I think that when you're fighting back against cancel culture, you're not just lamenting the modern times. You're also building something that I think is extremely necessary to have in the age of the internet, which is a sense, a condition of we are going to be willing to forgive you in the court of the public opinion right. faster than we used to because these things travel so fast. And so you have this constitution that is premised on the presumption of innocence. And we've lost that because so much of our lives play out in front of us in the – like it's a very vulnerable medium that comes for all of us. How long has cancer culture established? That we, I mean, since the dawn of time. Okay, but how long has has internet cancel culture been the thing which you felt this needs to be pushed back about? I would say the past five years is is what I would say. And I think that it's no coincidence that it came in the wake of a lot of real – Criti- like social movement critiques, like Black Lives Matter. Yeah, and the okay, the PC principle or PC again. Things, like, it, the, it, like it's PC principle showed up. Right. PC again. So they're good social movements that are establishing new norms, and on top of that is cancel culture, and they are both running up against each other. And you have to be able to divi- to like to see the difference between the two of them because both are important. Right. And if but you completely gaslight and pretend one isn't happening, no, 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 but then you kind of divide, di- like find the politics saying, that we're in. Okay, no, but to give one the credit that the, that the people who are also gaslighting want it to have is in itself spreading gas. Because the thing is, is people disagreeing and asking at it not to be spoken in certain places that are also private institutions. The whole thing about the First Amendment, Darwin, is that the government can't stop our speech so that we can have any private associations we want to do whatever the hell we but want I'm to fight. Always, to I'm not fight. going on and on about the First Amendment. Right. I'm going on about but free I don't expression free speech. No, 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 no. I don't think free speech. Forgiveness for each other. But, I'm, I'm describing the human necessity to establish cultural norms about right. being kind to one another. That is that is what I'm fighting for. I, I, I don't want to get dragged right. into and what the and, and, and almost fight, everyone, like, which I also believe And in. almost everyone who is being canceled, and there are exceptions were people who were like actively anti-LGBTQ generally. That's another exception to be saying, oh, they're not, not, not true. That's, that's not true. true. Not true. Yes, true. Not true. Some, 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 but, but. And many other things, not just that particular subgroup, but like the people who wanted them canceled felt that they had been 
been brute. Essentially, what you're complaining about is what they were complaining about happened to them. That that person never respected their feelings, was never nice, was never a good person who was actually helping their group at all. And, and a place where they're a part of, and a community they're a part of, they don't want that person there. Now, I, like that, like that, that's that's the nature of partisanship. As I said, not partisanship. I partisanship. I, that's, that's just like no, okay. So, so what I'm just saying is like the capacity to criticize is itself something I defend. And so when I describe cancel culture, what I'm describing is when the criticism becomes more than criticism, when it becomes not just what you said was wrong, here's why. Then you need to add a verb. You Okay, you need to add a verb because I think what you're doing is like you're buying into the idea of like all the stuff you're saying is like, I'm like, I want all the votes counted. And you're like, I want all the legal votes counted. And I feel like you need to add an actual verb that's different because like I feel like you're falling into the uh, yes, if there's excessive cancel culture, maybe that's the way to say it. But like, I don't think buying into just cancel culture as a thing, it, it, it doesn't even matter anymore. Like, it's just, if I don't see it, be, I, I don't think it's going to be the same problem it was in the past. I think a lot fewer people have the monetary incentive to highlight it. And unlike COVID, I don't think it's spreadable. And I do think it's going to start going away. So I could be wrong. Well, okay. Look, you 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 could be. Like, I could look, be wrong. Look, uh, you you could be right, but but assuming that you're wrong, here's the future as it immediately exists for us, which is the Trump movement spurred on by by the sense of of a stolen election is going to turn on the national news media, which turn means on. they're going they're to be there. consuming. Right. I mean, you, you're, you're seeing it melt before our eyes where they're, they're, they're ch- chanting Fox News sucks, like all the ones that were kind of like slight intermediaries of throwing them lots of red meat, but ultimately keeping them with one foot in reality. That's gone. And it's going to be an aggressive war against the media that is going to resolve itself in – I mean, this is the new Republican platform is this – is is – we hate the media. Cancel culture is a part of it, but there's other aspects to it as no, no. well. Well, how do you? And that that is going to provide the breeding ground for what is almost worth describing as an insurrection, an actual group of people who are well armed, who don't believe in the like the the legitimacy of the rest of the population, and that is something that is very much colluding with when they see real examples of. J.K. Rowling getting dogpiled and called horrific shit on social media, and, and like their favorite children's author, like like every day comes like a new person who is an undesirable. We do need to intercede in that because it can only throw gasoline onto the fire, and I I, I think that is very centrally a, a a core aspect of what is in front of us right now. I'm not going to defend J.K. Rowling. I love her books, but I love her I love her Harry Potter books. Her Calbraith books are about a trans murderer, so I think the community's a little upset about that. Just saying. I I think that J.K. Rowling is wrong in some regards, but I think she's a good person who is. I think she's a person. Can we faith. stop with the good or bad? Can we just have people? <laughs> but no, but but like we, uh, that, that's uh, you need it's to okay. See good yeah, in yeah. people. I I don't think and we need to. I do. I'm still going to read her books. Her critics and in her. I do like, see good in her. I do see good in her. Divorce ourselves from the critique, right? Like we cannot describe these people as undesirables because make no mistake, she's being made an example of. But and she's a lot also doubled down. Who have genuine questions. On, but but okay, so you don't like a woman who disagrees with no, you? No, I is like it, but I'm going to keep fighting. It seems fun. to collude with a lot of extreme misogyny. And I think that we're at a point where we can perhaps take a step back and say everybody deserves rights. And some we, we don't have the luxury of living in a world where we're all on the same page about everything, especially one's per- relationship with sexuality. I think a lot of people judge each other for various aspects of sexuality. We need to be continuing to learn from each other, to see in each other the individual, the freedom to be whoever you want to be, refer to whoever you want to be, but don't get so fucking freaked out when people have questions and when people are not on the same page as you. Like, we can't label people like her undesirables. You, That is the start of this type of, like, bifurcation that we're going in our society of, like, well, if you have the wrong opinion, you're, you're out. You're, 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 no, an, you're I, an evil person. I don't, no, no, I, no I, I don't think she is an undesirable. I think she's wrong. Like, I think she's wrong and she doubled down on her wrongness in this particular case. And, like, I think that because I think there's two people, two sides talking past each other. 
about issues. And, and like, and I think there's a big problem there. And again, uh, this is, there is, there has to be more room for forgiveness from all sides. And I believe there will begin to be as we go forward. But like, that has to be a cultural decision. And yeah, 25% of the culture, maybe more, 40% might not be on board with that shit. And that's the concern I have. But like, that's why Biden got well, elected. I mean, like, this, was, this was a high turnout election. I mean, you've got to admit, like, like both sides were pumped and they were motivated. Yeah. And fortunately, I think people were just a little bit more motivated to get Trump out of their lives than they were to, just to you know, deal the look, chaos. I'm not the saying culture. anything. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> saying anything, but like, hypothetically, they go read, they just do all the, all the, like, if you just had to put money if they could find all the fraud in this election, big or small, I don't think there's enough to sway it. Which side did more fraud? <laughs> I mean, right. Yeah, of course you had, the Republicans did. I like, I'm like, I know so many Republican strategists like who have who have committed active frauds in Kermit. Yeah, I mean, of course, like like first of all, they did sh- they did tons of fraud right in front of our faces, just left ballots on the fucking USBS floor. Like, right, and like then, bitches, and then like your about, point, like, you are you are trying it's like the whole thing, I was like, you're you're coming as close to cheating as like I've ever wanted to say in my entire life. I mean, I I I saw like I lived in downtown Los Angeles. I, like eighty to ninety percent of our blue boxes got ripped up. Yeah. Right. Like they just they were just gone. You know. Like I like the, I I saw that. Like you you can't like claim some media conspiracy theory. But I just you know what's crazy, Darwin. This is why he's so stupid. Is the Republican Party was a really well oiled machine for fascist efficiency if he had used it properly. And like <laughs> they had ruled mail-in voting. There was literally no reason to fight this fucking battle. Like, had he not fought any of this battle like this on COVID, he's president today. Yeah, I agree. I think and, and, and more than that, I think just saying in advance of the election, no matter what happens, I will leave office would have been a deciding factor i think a lot of especially when people are cheating for you so fucking stressed about like if he won't even say that he's gonna leave what is another four years of this guy gonna be like like i feel like if he had just said i'm actually like i'm actually trying to win your vote like but i mean i you know of course not i mean because he's a fucking goddamn narcissistic asshole tool and i you know i i just i am i'm deeply disappointed in america and for i'm deeply disappointed in every single person who voted for this guy he's an obvious hack he is a complete moron he's destroyed well, they our believe country. the other they he's, believe he's, he's a- done more to like, like he's Darwin. done he's done they more live to in destroy a good economy than any human being in the history of the United States. I mean, he, he took a great hand and he flushed it down the toilet. Right. They live in a world where he's a successful billionaire and Joe Biden is a pedophile. Some of them, a large chunk of them. And like, that seems fucking insane to me by what I know. And, like, I think they're wrong. But we have so bifurcated reality. Like, dark stuff's happened. Like, you know, you're, you, you, know you went into a, a, an industry that makes fictions up in front of people's eyes all day that confuse them about what's happening. I went into an industry that does that before they go vote. And, uh, and like, both of them eventually, like, you're going to come out disillusioned. Not even disillusioned, just, dil- like... It, like I, I want a new word for it. It's like both illusional and delu- like you might even be completely, be- like you might not have no cynicism in it, but you're deluded and it's crazy. It's like a whole combination of all. Yeah, like, uh, but I, I, I do think like I will say this. You know, uh, like I, I would be a lot more gracious if the fucking man had conceded. But look. I will give it to Trump about one thing that I feel like is getting kind of, you know, like lost in all this is his whole vaccine like optimism seems like it was actually warranted. Well, like again, like, it does seem like we've come up with like a brilliant vaccine that's pretty solid 
fast. No, and I think it's actually going to change right? the names of vaccines <laughs> in the future. No, I think that there's a lot to it. But again, he had two moves that kind of worked out well that he was sort of involved in. That, like shutting down from China was arguably better than not. Arguably, if I give him that one, yeah, a month late. If I give sure. him that you one know, moment, sure. right? Okay, mm-hmm. and then I give him. We get to vaccines because these people are going to make a ton of money off it. So if I like, I just I, you know like I'm. It's it's just he has no, he has ADD. He has no follow through um, on anything. He has no uh, he has no ability to let other people manage. Like he does actually. No, it's weird. He has no ability to let other people manage once he becomes conscious of anything he would like done differently, regardless of what has been happened happened in the past, right? There are some parts of his administration that were ruthlessly terrible and he never screwed with them because they didn't get on his radar, right? Well, yeah, that that is, I mean, like he, he was very hands-off. I mean, I, like, I think that the more we kind of look over the whole vastness of what happened, I feel like more or less Trump brought with him some buddies who were cronies who flattered him. Yeah. He liked flattery. If you flattered him, more or less, go for it. Those people all enriched themselves personally or pursued their yeah. own doctrines kind of in isolation of, of one another. And then Trump just spent like, every day watching Fox Business uh, or Fox, Fox like, and can we? He would kind of like absorb how he was doing from them and then tweet. But, the and this is not going to be popular, right? but I'm just going to say this now. I don't care how much money Steve Mnuchin made for himself. I want him pardoned. The dude did a better job with this country's economy than almost for being kind of a godless, terrible person than any treasury secretary in the past. Like he got the Republican party to give over billions of trillions of dollars in stimulus and got them to shut up about the debt and got them to do it when it was necessary as much as he could get it done. And like, maybe that was to save some Wall Street more than it was Main Street, but it saved fucking both to some degree. And could he have done better? Maybe. But was the dude actually advocating for the policies of the time within reason at work? Yes. And like, the other part is like, I wish Republic, it's, it's going to be crazy when we're, the entire Trump economy was beginning to overheat in a good way for the bottom of the economy and help people at the bottom really well. Before COVID. And part of that was because we were spending like fucking sailors and we had a giant deficit. And that made that people had to pay more for labor and we made labor more expensive, which is good. And we had a little bit of inflation. And yet we're going to go back from these same people who are going to be like, no, we want the Trump economy. We can't have deficits. And I'll be like, you are stupid. Like, it's just crazy because like you don't want to spend you don't want crazy deficits on everything but like if what you're spending money on goes into the american economy then every private business in america has a chance to make more money sure you know i look look i I, i'm gonna start being a lot more libertarian again i think under the joe biden administration because i do think that with money often comes a lot of strings attached which can gum up the economy but right now obviously no, I, I, again we, I we should work against it before we do need fewer strings describe the stimulus i would i would describe it as income for performing the national service of not working like that is something that we are asking people to do and not paying them right. and that is a dystopian it's wrong it's Future. actively that wrong. Is, that is right. no, Darwin, cut the strings. Horrifyingly bad. Darwin, no, no, no. no. You know? Fight on the, I mean, the libertarian principle I would take for everything is like it, it needs to be as efficient as possible. It needs to be, it needs to be like, like I don't – I would prefer the government not be actively running things. I would prefer it to be cutting checks and overseeing like disputes and regulation based support. Like do not like let yeah. – do not like don't, – don't tell me what I got to do. Don't tell like other like, but make sure that you're. But also needs to invest in basic ass non profitable research again. I, well, do do you think that that's possible with just with just the House and the White House? Because they're, they're yes, because there's a bunch of there are there are a bunch of Republicans senators actually who aren't fiscal hawks. Um, and if he can if they can break ranks, they'll get them. I, I, look, Pat maybe, Toomey. but it does seem as though the 
opposition to Democrats will continue to be the driving force of the Republican Party, which I do worry about because I don't think that you can just sit on the one stimulus bill and then expect there not to be revolution. Like I'm not, I'm not as worried. You know, like so if they don't come up with like a real stimulus package that re reifies a lot of these these programs I I feel as though we're going to head for an extremely chaotic spring um, as well as winter. You you, you may be totally right, but I I do actually think – I think Joe Biden is the right man for the job right now because it is going to take someone who has lived through everything we have gone through to get here – has relationships throughout the Senate, the most important body. Like, you know, Lyndon Johnson became vice president, president, and, you know, really early in the Kennedy administration and got his biggest accomplishments through. Mm-hmm. And Obama didn't listen to Biden enough, honestly, at times, because Joe Biden's not a genius. Joe Biden's a political genius on a one-to-one brass knuckles, like like on a level of like, mm-hmm. that's how he knew to shut the fuck up. Don't listen to like any of us, uh, you know, don't listen to the Twitter mob, the, you know, like... The, the cancel culture style people again, like, cause like they're not the majority of the people and they're not mm-hmm. the voter and he knows it. And, and also, I, I feel as though it's just worth re- reiterating over and over again that like, I feel like Obama's entire strategy for his eight years being the first black president and not wanting to like stir shit up was to let the Republican party implode so that when Hillary Clinton came in, their fiery stupidity would be so blatant that it would create the conditions for a more progressive agenda. And I feel like he succeeded except that the fiery implosion of the Republican party turned out to actually be a fiery explosion that won them the election. And so I I do think that Obama was deliberately intransigent on some of these issues specifically to bait the Republicans into being their own worst enemies. When do you think that started? I think it started in the aftermath of the health care because I feel like he genuinely reached out to them and they bit him so hard on the health care thing and, and the stimulus to a lesser extent. He said, you know what, go fuck yourself. I'm, you know, I, I'm obviously not, you know, I, I think that Obama recognized that he didn't have a good faith partner, you know, like at that point. Um, and because of that, I think that the Obama doctrine was very much predicated on a political instinct that Hillary Clinton was going to win, which turned out to be wrong. Um, so I do think, yes, Joe Biden could potentially be exactly that. He could be the guy who can rub, you know, like like shoulders and, and, and you know, elbows and everything like that. The problem is he's doing it at a time where maximum partisanship and the need to actually go big on a lot of issues. And if you don't go big on a lot of issues – on some level, the country's going to go to blows. And well, the, I, that's, I just, well, that's I, I, I can't know who said it, but the beauty of Joe Biden is he can make radical things seem normal. And I think that oh, that's yeah. the beauty. Andrew Yang said that. Andrew Yang said that. So like, I think that that's I think that we're going to get that with him. I just I, he's also lived through the only time that has been even kind of similar to this coming into office as the number two, not being able to make the moves. You know what I'm saying? Like I can't, like you. He may, he, may, he may fuck all of this up. He may mess every single bit of it up. But you couldn't ask for anyone who is in a better position to do their best here and make the best choices. Sure. Yeah, I completely agree. I think that he is, and that's where I'd the rather right leave it for, me. for the job. You know, um, hopefully. Would you have told me that? And like, by the way, you can go run back the tape. I wasn't a Joe Biden fan. He's still in some ways, but like the country unconsciously chooses some level of person that they need. Like they choose, they chose the least experienced, most godless person in America to be our last president by a very thin margin, but by a bigger margin. But you know, we chose our oldest, most average ass on some level politician. The dude, as I said, was elected before he was able to be sworn in. Essentially he was running before he was 30 years old. To become a senator. Mm-hmm. And he almost quit 
when his when his wife died and his daughter died, he was like, I'm gonna, I gotta go. And and they said, no, hold, just you know, and, and stick it out for now. And he stuck, and he ended up being there. And his, you know, like we do not because he made a bunch of mistakes, and he's a, you know. I just like if we want someone who can get us to a place where we can forgive, where cancel culture isn't a thing, where forgiveness is a thing, which I deeply do want. Then Joe, he's yeah, the, he's close to our guy. Possible, you know, like it's and, and that's that's where I'm trying to get us, you know, like and we're just we are in the midst of a genuine fight with Trump supporters even after the election because so goddamn many of them are con, are f- refusing to concede or or tacitly, you know, pretending to believe in the concept that you know Trump like so uh, like they're disrespecting us well, by not by not you know like agreeing to accept the results of the clear results of the election right. you know like there's no mystery there's no there's no shoe that's going to drop like you saw it today their shoe that they're trying to say dropped is that a dead guy rigged the election 7 years ago with a massive conspiracy that even Tucker Carlson can't get behind yeah it's i mean they like I, I like it's time it's time guys but how it's much does like election. it gets you to the question of how much does People like you're you're demanding that they agree to your reality, okay? Yes. But yeah, as a precondition to any kind of communication, there has to be that level of reality. Right. Otherwise, but, but like, we're still fighting. I, 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 I'm not. I'm not. Dis- I'm not disagreeing with you on some level because, like, obviously, I agree with this basic reality, right? But why is this the reality that they have to agree to? And not all the other places where we both have like cancer culture or not cancer, like all the other places in reality, right? Like, and it makes me wonder, and this is something to think about, we'll talk about in the future with like in a non, like it is the metaphysics. What are the most important metaphysics of our culture? You know, like what are the most important shared agreements? And I, I mean, we hadn't voiced them properly, but I feel like maybe the thing about Trump was uh, he was stepping on some of our most unvoiced shared agreements. Mm-hmm. And maybe some of yeah, those were bullshit, but who knows? I, I would point out that a case, a judge in a case um, in, I think, Wisconsin or something like that about, you know, politics on campus uh, and free speech on campus actually cited the Harper's letter, which was signed by J.K. Rowling and many others in defending free speech as a premise of expression and not just a First Amendment legal right or, I mean, you know, like uh, uh, distinguishing the two. So I, I would say that if you want that shared reality, it's time to maybe understand how many of conservatives are directly invested in this concept, not only as like a bizarre conspiracy theory, but as a real critique. Right, but you need to get a list of those people and any one of those people who supporting this shit right now need to get banned and my but, problem but, is but most of like, them are not and to the extent that they no are, most of them are a ton of them are no 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 no, no, no. no. Uh, you're, you're thinking of very different uh individuals i think at this moment you're but, you are you don't okay the like you you're i love you darwin like the cancel you don't deal with like you have you you're in a cancel culture world of the dark web intellectual dark web and like those people are closer to the mainstream than like the level of people who complain about cancer it goes like onions deeper than you dude you're closer to reality than the rest of them well, exactly. No, I, 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 I'm perfectly aware that that several layers into the onion, they're still bitching about cancel culture. That's why I've distinguished the insanity of the Trump administration from cancel culture. I've made every effort to engage in that, not just on this podcast and not just on online, but I think the most important capacity that I served in this election was one-on-one conversations with a lot of conservatives. And I said to every single one of them that they were wrong and that they should vote for Joe Biden. And I do believe I convinced a couple. And I think that that is the style of politics that is actually the most effective because then those people can turn around and be advocates on the other side of things. And I think that that is possible if you can accept that some of the things that they're upset about are rooted in kernels of truth. Right. And I I think I I know there's there. I definitely get that they feel that there is a cancel culture out there. I definitely feel that they think that, that, that I think language has changed. We've done a terrible jo- job of educating people. We've also done a terrible job of educating young people about how to express the ideas that we have taught them. But that's always true. You know, it's like you always teach your kid to like the thing that's true and they go and tell your parent like the way they express it is no nuance. It, it, 
it's always true, but we're very isolated right now, and that's the important thing to understand because it exacerbates right. everything. And then, oh, sorry, that's what I forgot. But this is the important. Well, and then, and this goes back to how the Republicans did so well in this election. Not Trump, the Republicans. The Republicans outran Trump across the country, really. I they, know, which was actually kind of nice. <laughs> and, but Trump helped them. Don't get me wrong. Trump helped them a lot. Um, they knocked on doors. They met people one on one. They said, "Forget COVID." They 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 were, they were they had a very good ground game in, in in the time of the pandemic. And you are correct that one to one conversations are the single most persuasive form of political communication. And and so I want to leave it there because like. You know, maybe you guys feel, I, I, I hope that honestly, like, and this is how I feel sometimes when I'm having podcasts, and even though they are one way, it's like we are all having that conversation with each other, well, you know, right now, and that's part, this is part of that. And so, no, I, 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 I don't think cancel culture is a myth, but I also think that the creation of it is its own demon problem being used <laughs> um, and so I do not want to invalidate the people's opinions because people are really being a, you know like the world is changing on them and change is scary and and also I think I've said on this podcast genetically 20% of people like can't handle change they have immediate reactions when they notice changes that are negative like babies they'll start to cry when they have changes some, some babies not all babies like you'll know and like that's people so if if like if twenty percent of people are always going to be a, have a problem with change, how how are we going to properly like we still have to change? How do we account for that and make it work as well as possible? <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, lofty darling. Right. Later, see y'all. <laughs>